Beats and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pod the only thing that's real Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the great lubberator Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation Might Makes Right it's a written pun. You get it. Lindsay Kelk. <laughs> Hello. I do feel like it's important to establish that uh, in these, these troubling times in which we live. Very much right as in writing, as in writing. But also the other thing, because, you know, I'm a natural heel. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Nothing. <laughs> oh, what a week. What a fun week. If you had a fun week, Lindsay, how's your, how's your week? Put the wrestling aside. How are you? No, let's not put the wrestling aside. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's fine. Everything's fine, isn't it, Hal? Mm-hmm. We're all in a magical land called Everything's Fine. Oh, yeah. And we're all lightly medicated. Yes. And I just think that's that's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone wants to talk to me about the use of antidepressants, I'm, I'm all on board. Feel free to jump in those DMs. <laughs> I'm happy to chat. I, I honestly have watched a lot of wrestling this week. It has been my safe space. Oh, good. It really has. But you also so, learned, yeah. I just want to do this for a benefit. We like to provide a service here, not only talking about oh, wrestling please. and yes, providing some chuckles and maybe some things to think about, but practical life hacks could become a new market that we corner. And you've got a great one yeah. that you learned on the TikTok would you like to share yeah. with the class? Every day is a school day, Hal. It wasn't on the TikTok. It was on the YouTubes uh, with, with the older kids. So someone needs to put it on the TikToks. Uh, but to share with the class, because obviously this is a glasses pod mm-hmm. and we're always chasing that Wobby Parker sponsorship. <laughs> They're resistant and I don't know we'll why. We'll get them yet. But I, I have very, very scratched up glasses. Uh, I don't know how it happened. I suspect a cat was involved. One lens just suddenly became very, very scratched up. And YouTube said, grab a tube of toothpaste and a cotton ball and just rub some of that toothpaste into the lens that's scratched, wash it off, clean it with a microfiber cloth, and lo and behold, some of the smaller scratches are gone. I know we have a lot of glasses-wearing listeners, and I wanted to share that. Sunglasses even, you guys, do it. It won't work on glass, apparently. I don't know if that's true. I haven't tried it on glass. These are like a very high-density something yeah it's a different it's it's lens material lenses aren't we call them glasses because at one time they were glass but now they are especially when you are minus nine like me um they're really not glass because i would be walking around with a like a a greenhouse on my face uh so (laughs) these these are not glass thankfully yeah but yeah we love to share that's right we love to share my glasses are made of the transparent (laughs) aluminum from star trek for the voyage home not but not the whales They didn't make. They didn't use the whales yeah. to make your glasses. No, they okay, didn't. Good. But that's how we saved them. We, I, you know, Scotty gives the guy the the way to make transparent aluminum, and Sulu's like, "You're messing with the timeline." He's like, "How do we know this guy didn't invent it?" There you go. Solved. Problem solved. Best way through any timey wimey nonsense. Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> how do you know? 
I want to talk about something I enjoyed wrestling this week. Please do. I remember. <laughs> Julian says, please When I got do. back into yeah, he's turned his finger like he's going to, like he's one of those cowboys lassoing the calf in he's Oklahoma gonna City. He's going to take off any second. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's spinning so hard. There he goes. Um, <laughs> I remember when I got back into wrestling in 2014 when the shield broke up. I'm always mm-hmm. a big fan of like heel turns. I enjoyed a lot of the evolution heel turns that happen, even though you knew every time they're going to turn on this person, they're going to turn on that person. So yep. lo and behold, Edge's new group, the name of which eludes me. Nobody tell me. The Judgment Day. Judgment Day, Day that's right. The Judgment Day. The the is important. Yes. I don't know why, but the the is very important. Look, Judgment Day. Some some of these heel groups are like, we're the best and nobody join us. Some of them have open enrollment, which Judgment Day does. They're like, hey, come join us. Mm-hmm. We're going to help you out. So they recruit one of the guys they defeated at Hell in the Cell, that being Finn Balor, who then immediately mm-hmm. takes control of the group and turns on Edge. Love it. We are ready to shed the last bit of limitations holding us back. Which is you. One could argue if one wanted to, that felt too sudden. But I say that Finn Balor deserves to have a heel faction. I think it's a great role for him. It kind of builds on, on, what was great about his second run in NXT and allows mm-hmm. all three of them to to work and elevate one another. So it's a great way to also keep that group on television all the time. When you have someone yeah. who you know is part-time that's leading the group, you know, obviously Edge is at a point in his career where he can still go, but he's also in the business, as many guys in that kind of run are, of helping build the next generation of stars. And there are two ways to do yeah. that. One is to have them beat you in a wrestling match. The other way is to have them under your wing and build them up as members of your stable. So he actually yes. managed to do both at the same time, which is a very, uh, which is really impressive. It's a nice piece of creative. And I'm excited to see what this group does. And what it means for for Edge when he comes back, whether it's for SummerSlam or earlier. Yeah, no, I loved it. Um, Finn Balor was was pretty much not exclusively, but was primarily what I enjoyed in wrestling this week, Mm -hmm. both on my TV screen and on my phone screen, uh, because... Guys, unrelated, but just go check out his Instagram. It's just a little snippet of joy. It's just a little (laughs) snippet of joy. He uses Instagram both um, the same way your 15-year-old cousin does and the same way your dad does. There's just random little videos where he's like, hey, look at this. Uh, And there's also like very adorable, well-thought-out reels. Um, And I I love that for him. I love that. He looks so happy. He just looks like a little joyous man, and I adore it. Um, But (laughs) with regards to his taking over the Judgment Day, could not be more on board. We, We know he can lead a faction. He's the Bullet Club OG. That's his gang. They have a grand tradition of kicking the leader out of that faction, and that's literally what they did. Edge got kicked out of his own faction. Mm -hmm. I did, my initial reaction was, this is a little soon, Mm -hmm. but then my second reaction was, but I fucking love it, so let's just do it. Rhea and Damien for sure were elevated by being associated to Edge. Mm -hmm. Finn doesn't need to be associated to Edge to elevate himself at all. I also like that it was done without, you know, there are two ways to handle that turn, right? One is... As he comes out and they 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 
just reveal Finn Balor and then the turn becomes their kicking edge out as opposed to yeah. Finn Balor comes out with AJ Styles and Liv Morgan and then turns on yep. them and helps the group beat them down. This one feels yes. a little bit more like we haven't had that flavor in a little bit. Totally. So it's nice to have that version rather than the U-turn. Yeah, you can't have pressure. the U-turned on this hastily put together group that has history. That wouldn't have had the same no, meaning as... The ultimate opportunist getting one-upped. You know, it's like somebody yeah. beating Randy Orton to the punch and turning on him first. Totally. And also props to Finn for his mic work this mm-hmm. week, which I thought was stellar. And I, I am totally guilty of being like, is Finn good on the mic? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I love him in the ring. I believed every word mm-hmm. that came out of his mouth. It all felt very natural, felt very genuine, felt very authentic. Love that he's still got the accent. Warms, warms the cockles of my little British heart to hear his Irish accent. Like, oh, he's not lost it. He's been away for ages, yeah. but he's not lost he it. Can't, Good for he him. He can't lose it. Now, look, after his yeah. run in NXT, after that after that <laughs> second run, there's just no doubt how good he can be on the mic. It's just when you come in and you're giving the, the same, the babyface promos, of which there are, it feels like there is like a menu of five of them that you have. That it's just, it's rarely personal enough. It just doesn't feel believable. Somebody being heel and being frustrated, that's something we all identify with. And then to see it taken to an extreme that we have maybe in a dark part of our mind thought about but would never do, that's what makes a great heel. It's like, I wouldn't do that. That's terrible. I get frustrated. I don't do it. I frequently consider putting together a heel faction of authors uh, to turn on the rest of the industry. You know, yeah. like and, uh, the, the doors are open, ladies sure. and gents, but I feel like it will be mostly ladies. <laughs> when Maureen <laughs> like, Johnson let's, turns, let's it's going it. to be devastating. Right? Just top of my list. To top of this. my list. Well, she is, from, she is a fellow Philadelphian, so... And I just feel else. like a ring general, mm-hmm. you know? I really feel like she would help us. Absolutely, she would. Call me Maureen. You have my details. I do want to say for Finn, you were talking about his Instagram. It strikes me that wrestlers are entertainers second and tourists first because they love, like, send him to a city and they are going to whatever the landmark is in that city. They're taking pictures, fanny packs out. They love it. Like, so happy to go play. You know, Mick Foley's on roller coasters. Kevin Owens at the zoo. It's, oh, they didn't wait for fanny packs to come back either. There's uh-uh. no crossbody bag nonsense for them. It's been fanny packs have been a staple yep. uh, with the wrestling with the wrestling community for such a long time. I do think it's funny that wrestlers, by and large, you know, wrestling is a community or, or an industry where they like to not look down on always. I don't want to shit on the people I love, but they shit on me, and that's the whole point of this statement. It's a very sneering industry where there's you know very often a sneering attitude towards the fans mm-hmm. uh, and towards mega fans and even towards journalists in the wrestling community. And yet, like you say, you put wrestlers in any environment that is foreign to them and they suddenly become the biggest goobers who ever lived. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I could sneer at you for wearing an Oxford sweatshirt while you're walking around London uh, and a fanny pack, but I wouldn't because I find it endearing and adorable. And therefore I ask that you stop sneering at us and calling us marks. Please stop it. Uh, always a step away. Goobers. Just a, Goobers. a step away from unfolding a map and counting money in public. They're getting into the map. They're about to Joey <laughs> in London. In Any second now. <laughs> Any second now. All of them. Uh, we're we're going to move things around a little bit today. With how the news shook out this week, we're going to start with the one corner of the wrestling world that deserves some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock. Anal bleeding. Zach 
Whoa! Holy shit! I love cake! And a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? That was the sound of everybody getting injured this week. <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> there you go. Oh, That's your main damn. event. Thank you yeah. for listening to Tights and Fights. <laughs> uh, injuries, oh, as Julia parts out, are a constant part of wrestling. But this past week, we've had a bunch of wrestlers get hurt and disrupt the best laid plans of Marks and Booker's both. Let's start with the company that's been the hardest hit recently. AEW is dealing with injuries of various severity too. Brian Danielson, Scorpio Sky, Adam Cole, Jeff Hardy, and most significantly, newly crowned AEW World Champion CM Punk. I'm injured and I need surgery. A couple of things are broken. The biggest one is my heart. Because I love nothing more than performing for all of you, and I wanted to go on one hell of a run. That's the bad news. The good news is, I can still do all that. Now, Punk is not giving up the title, and he's supposed to be back from foot surgery in a few months. So we kind of miss out on the big coronation there. However, I think, if I'm right, AEW has introduced 12 new belts to take the place of that one belt. Wait, wait, Hal, don't, don't say that. Don't be that person. It's not 12. It's like 11. Sorry, you're right. Don't be that person. I didn't mean to. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm exaggerating for comedic effect. It's 11 new belts. I know we like to round up to a nice dozen, but it's 11. Okay. You know what it is? It's the one has double straps on it, so it goes like in oh, the chest right. piece. So I count that as two belts, yeah. but it's really one belt with an X strap is what that's called. You're so right. I'm, an, I'm a fool. I've been a fool. Now, they're going to have uh, this interim championship <laughs> happening. Yep. Do, what? Yep, they are, yeah. I don't want to come here every week. I feel like there, there's definitely <laughs> a, a medium to large portion of the audience that just hates my guts because they know that I am constantly confounded by AEW. Let's say I put you in charge of AEW and you're you're dealing with the same instance. You've just crowned CM Punk your champion after after what was an underwhelming run by Hangman Adam Page with good matches, but just the run itself, not great. Now you have the belt on a guy who has carried promotions before, has carried world titles Mm -hmm. before. He gets injured. It's going to be a few months before you get him back. Yep. You have some options, right? You can go the AEW route and do like a interim champion. You can say they love doing that. the belt is off TV or you can have him relinquish the belt. I'm putting you in this situation. What what do you think is the best course of action as a fan? It's starting to feel every week now that like I'm the teacher running detention and AEW is coming in every week. And I'm like, I, look, I don't want you in here. You don't want to be in here. We don't want to have this same conversation every week, but you keep doing it. And AEW is there going, like, well, what are you going to do about it? I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's get your parents in. But the parents never come. The parents never come. You're not going to teach them calculus and how to like make no, their way Julian, out of the Julian, I'm, I'm teaching them and they're not listening. I'm trying to teach them and they don't want to hear it. If they don't want to hear it and we can't find common ground, do you know what I mean? We're, we're wasting each other's time. I don't like it being off TV, but I also do not like interim championships, especially when you've just done it. Like they just did it with the TNT belt. They made it a big storyline thing. So I don't really like repeating storylines promptly either. 
that the Wardlow thing when Wardlow came out and said, I don't want this interim championship. I just want to pin Punk. I'm like, but shouldn't you want the belt? <laughs> don't you just want the belt however you can have it? Shouldn't your argument be, I'm the number one contender. There shouldn't even be a championship tournament. It should just be mine. You know, go out and say that kind of thing instead of being like, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll sit pretty. I just came off one of the hottest, biggest, buzziest feuds that may have terminated someone's career, but I'm going to talk to this guy about contract. Way to kill a hot feud. I would rather they just take the belt off him and have him come back furious, have him come back as full heel punk and have him come back and be like, that's my belt. I want it back now. And it's entirely personal preference. I think it fucking sucks. I'm so upset for punk. It must be a heartbreaker. For everyone that's injured right now, it must be a heartbreaker. But you've got to see it as an opportunity. You've got to let people shoot their shot. How many times are we going to have the brass ring conversation? Like, Let people use this as an opportunity to show you that they are the man or the lady. A uh, bit irrelevant in this promotion. But in other alternate options, you know, let someone show you they can be your champion. I don't think that they've shown an ability when it's not a huge name and huge personality holding the title to do that. No, they haven't. And that's part of the problem um, for me is that belt does not feel as meaningful as it should, right? I think we've, that's my opinion. We've had that conversation. I don't think the main championship in AEW feels as desirable, as important as it should. And I think having an interim champion only makes that worse because this person's going to be your champion but he's not even really your champion yeah i I mean i can see them trying to build it into a feud of the interim champion won't relinquish blah 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 we did it they just did that with tnt don't do it again i just uh it's like slapping tony across the nose with the newspaper again saying stop doing the same thing tony they've had time to build the prestige of the championship and i don't think that they did it and i think that's evident in in Hangman Page's run, where the story to get there was fantastic. They told a great story yeah. for his climb to the championship. And then once he had it, they just it just felt like they didn't have a plan. And I put a lot of that on AEW because I couldn't tell you what his signature feud of his championship run was. And it felt like he wasn't even featured that much. I mean, not to beat a dead horse, which is terrible a terrible choice of words because like his first horse died yeah. um hunter horse helmsley r.i.p we love you mm. you can't make your world title feel prestigious and important and like the thing that everyone should be chasing if you're building 11 other titles at the same time or even if there are just 11 other belts on your tv show right. and i think that's why i don't like the interim title thing it's like either have a champion or don't have a champion you have enough you have a, such a stacked roster and yes there are a lot of people out with injuries but you still have even taking these people out even taking Scorpio Sky Brian Danielson Adam Cole uh, Jeff Hardy take all those people out your roster is still fucking stacked mm-hmm. you don't need to do you could still ha- you could have a, a champion you could have no champion you could make the TNT belt more important for a while you now have your Atlantic Championship tournament coming up let that fill more time let that play out let that be a thing Put your women on telly. I mean, fucking wild. I would honestly just keep it off TV. I think because we just did this with TNT, I would take it off TV altogether. Well, let's look at the other side of that then. Let's look at at what's happening in WWE, where we have a, a similar situation in that your world champion, universal champion rather, Roman Reigns, does not appear at Hell in the Cell. 
is not going to be at money in the bank. He's obviously been banged up, but it might be worse than we're being told. So we don't know. We don't know when he's coming back. So how big of a problem is it to not have that title on television? Because he's got he's got both belts now. He's got them both. Yeah. It's not like they can say, "Well, we have." Let's focus on the Raw Championship. They've unified those titles. Yeah. Oh, he's Joey Big Belts. Uh, and they must have known that he wanted the time off before they did this. Because he had been talking about taking time off before this happened. So there was at least an inkling that he was going to be out for a minute. We don't know. You know, we really don't know. This is... I do feel like we're living in an almost a second magical age of kayfabe mm-hmm. where we just don't fucking know anymore. Good. Because we've gone from having no information to having all the information to having too much information and too much misinformation that now we just don't even know anymore. And it's like wild. I think this hurts WWE more than it would hurt AEW to leave a title off just because Roman has become such a presence, especially on SmackDown. A bigger blow than having Roman off TV is not knowing how long Cody is going to be out because he has felt so aggressively like the very obvious heir apparent for the last two months and every day they have built that every day it's just and it's not even their build is it right i mean it's just been the fans have just carried it through well, it's been a it's been a very good storyline and now such a good story I, w- I would argue not that i want to see anybody hurt but him being God, no. forced off of television for a while will yeah. prevent overexposure which Yes. WWE is gr- like, oh, you like this? Here, here, take it. You eat it. You smoke the whole pack. So, <laughs> I think I think this creates the the silver lining in a in a terrible cloud. Here is that it will give him space to continue to build sympathy as a babyface. Yes. Not that he necessarily yeah. needed it, but prevents overexposure. I will say that what I'm seeing on the WWE side, and that that championship is is. So important. And they've built up Roman Reigns now for almost Mm -hmm. two years. Him being off television, you can feel the vacuum, but it also has given them room to tell a a lot of other stories and try to build other things up rather than we need to introduce new belt. They have the benefit, and that is the benefit, to be fair, of having existed as a continuous form of national entertainment for 40 years. And they have two other belts, um, and they're not even really using them. And that's just the men's, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I fully had to be like, wait, who's Intercontinental Champion? It took me a whole minute. And with the Cody stuff, oh, man, I just, I mean, he's turned, I mean, oh, I can't even talk about it without sounding like an inarticulate moose. I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted when I saw that injury. I will say I texted a friend who is a personal trainer and has like a million degrees in body stuff like kinesiology sports um, medicine that kind of stuff. yeah and i was like take a look at this and he was like i wish you i wish you hadn't sent that and i was like well too bad what is it and he was like it's a torn pec and i was like okay but like and he watched a couple of the videos he p- looked into it and was like okay i looked at it and he's like there he this is one person's opinion who is an expert but doesn't know the case intimately. Mm-hmm. You know, he's seen what we've seen. Right. He looked at it and he was like, there is no way he would be able to do all of that if it was torn off the bone. Um, he did not believe that that would be possible. So I don't know. He didn't seem to think you would have the range of movement that Cody had to achieve what he achieved in that match. And he didn't think he would physically have been able to perform to that 
level. Right. Just physically incapable so it's of it. probably partial tear. Yeah, he was like, I, it's obviously a tear. But he did say they look gnarly even when they're not as gnarly. Because it, it's obviously like a surface, that's a fascia and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So it all just gets gnarly. Like when you do gua sha on yourself. Like if you get one of those massages where they, do like the cupping cups. or a massage where they mess with your, like uh, the stuff between your muscles and your skin and all that. It, it goes like that. That said, it, it clearly is bad. It's clearly not great. Hmm. Let that man stay home. Let him rest. I would have Seth win money in the bank. Because I think Seth just with a briefcase is a magical time. Uh, especially with his outfits. Maybe he could decorate the briefcase to match his suits. I'd like that every week. Then I would have Cody beat Roman somewhere down the line. Let that feud carry on. Like we, That doesn't need a briefcase for that feud. That We've already established that has a family storyline that carries it wherever you need it to go. Then I would have Cody win. And then I would have Seth cash in on Cody immediately and win and then i would have cody chase seth probably to mania can you imagine the reaction if cody were to beat roman and then seth were to take the belt off cody sure yes it's a even great... if you knew it was coming you would lose your fucking mind like the, the, i would want to be in that arena so badly it's classic booking <sighs> i wouldn't mind seeing finn balor have the suitcase uh, the briefcase about the suitcase he'll have a suitcase I'd be fine with it. it's very strong to... Busy being he could carry it. Could be, he could, they could make it a suitcase for him, and it would be, he would trunk. be fine because he's very strong. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him with the briefcase. I think it would boost that faction at a time when or, they need to. Or um, Damian and Rhea would be fun. What if Damian and Rhea had both briefcases? I don't like Damian Priest as a world champion just yet. I may never. I like don't him like as him that. as a world champion, but I only care about aesthetics, Hal, and I really like the idea of a briefcase on either side. <laughs> like, anyone in Judgment Day can have those. Anyone on Judgment Day can get it. Anyone on Judgment Day can get those suitcases, briefcases, steamer trunks. True. Backpacks. Money in the bank backpack. Backpack, backpack. If you've got any <laughs> thoughts on all the injuries from this week in wrestling, and there are so many, we could have touched on a million more, but we, you know, we like to keep it tight. You can tell us about it at our <laughs> Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. Find links to all of those in our show notes. When we come back, even more news from hell and beyond. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey! You! Are you tired of gross food? Food that's processed, expensive, takes time to make, or forever to drive and buy? Sounds like you need Soylent. It's the latest and greatest craze that's sweeping the nation. Now I feel like Cordy Collins and I'm, I'm very into it. Drinks and bars <laughs> that are delivered straight to your door without any cooking or cleanup required. It's perfect for any of your main meals or when you need some nutrition in between. Take your pick from any of their great drinks like Soylent Complete Meal, Complete Energy, or my favorite, Complete Protein. Or get into Lindsay's favorite, the Soylent Squared Bars. I'm worried that this is going to be my legacy, but I also am fine with it because I really do love those bars. I love them so much, you guys. Uh, when we first got them, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about bars. I've, I've tried other you know, meal replacement and energy bars and workout bars and protein bars, and I never like them. And now my, my passionate love for the peanut butter in particular, but the chocolate brownie is good too, but the peanut butter bars, it's now a thing I'm known for. And I, I am okay with it. I took them with me when I traveled in November. I know I've said that before, but when I went to the UK and I was traveling a bunch and I didn't feel safe going out to get food and I didn't feel safe eating in restaurants or eating on trains and stuff. 
So I took a bunch of those bars and they not only tidied me over and got me through, they were delicious. Uh, and I lost some because I had to give them to people and I was mad about it. So thank you, thank you, Soylent, for sorting me out when I needed something to eat. Yeah, and obviously, like, food is great. Eat food. But like me, I don't get hungry in the morning. And I, I, I developed a very bad habit of not eating until later in the day. And that's one of the great things that Soylent is good for, where it's like, okay, well, I am not... I, like, I, I just do not have an appetite, but what I can do is drink something and actually get my nutrition in. Um, or I like the bars too. Um, I keep some of them in my fanny pack. Obviously my fanny pack is small, um, but I do keep some of them in my fanny pack because um, I'm a lady on the go. And some places, sometimes <laughs> uh, I got places to be and I don't necessarily always have time to like go and grab something in between going places and not everyone has catering, hint, hint, get catering. So I, I grab a couple bars and it keeps me from um you know literally biting someone's head off so if you want to get in on this delicious food you might as well get it at a discount yeah babies go to soylent.com slash tights and use promo code tights to get 20 percent off your first order that's soylent.com slash tights and promo code t-i-g-h-t-s for 20 percent off your first order Hi, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. And the three of us host The Flophouse. It's a podcast where we watch a new bad movie and then we talk about it. Dan, you say it's hosted by the three of us. We've had a lot of great guest co-hosts like Gillian Flynn, Jamel Bowie, John Hodgman, Jessica Williams, Wyatt Cenac, Joe Bob Briggs, Josh Gondelman, Roman Mars. Yeah, and you said new movies. But what about the time we did Meatballs 2? Okay, okay, yeah. Sometimes we do older movies and sometimes we have guests, but mostly it's about us talking about like recent bad movies. And don't forget about the ones where I made you do a role-playing game where you played cartoon dogs. All right, yeah. Shouldn't a promo be a really simple explanation about what our show's about? So, what's the show about, Dan? What's it about? (sighs) What's it about? It's about friendship, all right? It's about our friendship and how we love each other. The Flophouse. It's a podcast mostly about bad movies on Maximum Fun. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. We just talked about the main event of Hell in a Cell, so let's talk about the rest of the matches, including potential match of the year candidate Bianca Belair, Becky... Oh my god, so good. ...and Asuka facing one another, Bianca Belair retaining her title. So good. You Was it you that mentioned, I don't want to blow up our group chat, <laughs> that, that what you love about it is the show personship let's call it that yes the entertainment a- yeah. aspect of it like glitzy it really thing. became it just one of those things that just was very apparent you know when something crystallizes and you've been trying to figure out what it is and you can't work out what yeah. it is and then as becky walked out in that nuts black swan daft punk future nightmare ensemble that looked like she put it together off amazon like two yeah. nights before and it was still amazing <laughs> um I realized why I love wrestling and why I particularly gravitate currently towards the WWE product. And Mm -hmm. it is, yeah, it's the theatrics of it. It is the entertainment of it. It's the shenanigans of it. Every day is gritty and hard. (laughs) You know, like every day Mm -hmm. is awful. So I guess I love sports entertainment. But this match had it in spades. Every single one of those women are remarkable and remarkable athlete, remarkable performer, it wasn't even just a case of like everyone got their shit in. It was a case of everyone got to excel. 
It's fucking beautiful. Absolutely one of my, it's going to be one of my top fives. I'm absolutely certain. Yeah, it's fantastic. Everything you said, I have nothing to add to it. This, the pacing, I think you nailed it. The pacing in particular. The, the, so fast. You're, you, what, you shouldn't be able to catch your breath in a three-person match because yeah. there's always someone controlling the action. Mm-hmm. I thought the spots with all three of them were fantastic. Yeah. They really just, it, it told a great story. They All three of them looked great. Even the look on, on Bianca Belair's face when she got the pin at the yeah. end just... It was a very, very well-told story. Yeah, I love what they've done with Becky out of it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Raw this week, Becky, Becky's like, I want the 24-7. Like, it's made Becky desperate, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. It has sent Becky into such a spiral, and I she is doing amazing work. But I loved that. That was so fantastic. Stuff like that, which I love, is they did the same thing with Kurt Angle after WrestleMania 2000 because he walked in with the Eurocontinental Championship. He had both belts, European and Intercontinental, and then lost them in a two out of three false triple threat match, one to the European to Jericho, the Intercontinental to Benoit. And then he went nuts just trying to win any title he could, including like teaming with the big show who's doing a bunch of different personalities at the time just was, mm-hmm. was doing anything he could to try to get a belt back because being champion was his identity so yeah. that's been becky's thing too is being a champion yeah. being the champion she made that this version of the character that's her whole identity so when you yeah. strip that away what happens so it's and a props really to good bianca for bringing that in and putting that seed in her head remember it was bianca mm-hmm. that said who are you without a belt and becky was like oh and i know exactly who i am and then ever since that promo it has just unraveled slowly unraveled to yeah. the point where she actually doesn't know who she is anymore bianca's got her questioning herself uh which I, I even i think their story isn't done i actually think that story Mm-mm. could just go on forever and ever and ever but i oh, i loved it i thought the whole thing was so good I also want to uh, I, I shout out something else, which is the, the Ezekiel thing has been fun. Like, it's fun. <laughs> it's dumb fun. We get the joke. Fun is fun. And, and at a certain point, though, that joke is over and you've squeezed all of the juice out of, out of the orange. However, Kevin Owens has kept it going and elevated it to a degree that very few people on this planet could. He's just so his instincts as a performer, like just yeah. uh, even take how fantastic a wrestler he is out of it. His instincts as a performer are like right on in terms of how to how to extend a joke, how to like just the comedic instincts are so good. Yeah, his timing just, is so good. He's a very very special human being, and his ability to keep that going is amazingly impressive. And his 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 storytelling throughout that match was great. Like everything he's saying, it's just a full like in in NBA games they'll mic up a player or two. He should be have a, a live mic on him at all <laughs> times, so you don't miss a single thing that he says. Yeah, that's how good it is. Truly, just I mean, one of the all time greats. I, I don't even feel weird to be like, oh, I think he will be. I think he is. He is absolutely one of the all-time greats. It doesn't matter what belt you put on that man. He, We are blessed to be living in the time of Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I, I could not imagine wrestling without him. And I love him so much. I want to go to the zoo with him. I want to take him to a zoo. A nice zoo. <laughs> Just have a lovely day. A a walk around. Zoo. Maybe San Diego where they let you walk around with a margarita. Like, what a lovely time that would be. 
dream come true. Open invitation, Kevin Owens, that Lindsay Anytime, Kelf, Kevin, I'll drive. Room. I mean, I'm terrible and I've only got a Fiat 500. You might not fit, but like, you can take the whole I'll, family. I'll drive us. The whole we'd Owens never, family. We'd never all fit in a Fiat. We'd well, have, you have to, to, we'd have to hire something, but that's fine. Yeah, we'll get a minivan. Riding in my great. Fiat. You really ought to see it. Um, <laughs> I'm not six foot two. My money does jiggle. My money does. <laughs> it does jingle. It doesn't fall. It does jingle. It most certainly does not. <laughs> my Bitcoin don't jingle. That's the problem. If you've got more to say about the week in wrestling, and I bet you do, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. And when we come back, we've got a couple things from wrestling that we want to share with you. You're not in trouble. Don't worry. That's up next on Titan Fights. You sometimes wonder whatever happened to the kids at your school who really loved Star Trek? You might remember a kid like me, the one who read the Star Trek novels and built starship models. I also took music classes to avoid taking gym classes that required showering after, but I don't see what that really has to do with- Or a kid like me. I introduced myself to kids at my summer camp one year as Wesley, but when the school year started and some of those kids were in my new class, I actually had to explain to my friends that I had tried to take on the identity of my favorite Star Trek character. The shame haunts me to this day. I'm sure some of those Star Trek fans from your childhood grew up to have interesting and productive lives, but we ended up being podcasters. On The Greatest Discovery, you'll hear what happens to two lifelong Star Trek fans who didn't grow up to be great people, but just grew up to be people who love jokes as much as they love Trek. So listen to our new episodes every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. And... Oh, is it me? Yeah, sure. Okay, Julian Burrell. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. This week... That's it. This is the three count. The three count. Lindsay, what would you like to put over? I had so many things I was going to put over, most of them Finn Balor related. Just bless that man. But then, Hagman Adam Page... Uh, swept in at the last minute with one of my favorite tweets ever uh, from a wrestler, particularly a wrestler who works where he works. And I got to put him over. Got to put my anxious millennial cowboy over. Um, So on 7th of January, 2021, Adam Page tweeted, I can't believe I lived through a stupid coup attempt. Uh, Which was (laughs) an interesting tweet, isn't it? It's an interesting tweet. And then yesterday... Adam Page retweeted his tweet from January 7th, 2021, (laughs) saying, highly recommend this January 6th hearing. Also, highly recommend accountability. Yep. And I just think that's a beautiful sentiment for all of our lives. Accountability is important, Mm -hmm. um, especially if you were possibly involved in a stupid coup attempt or if you are related to or friends with or married to someone who participated in stupid coup attempt uh i just thought that was a brave very brave tweet given the people that he works with mm-hmm. especially given the uh, the other news we've read today about the mvp jericho <laughs> shenanigans yeah yeah i thought page publicly saying hey let's be accountable for our actions y'all i want to put over something that we all love no matter what promotion we're a fan of and that's hookhausen's entrance music but what if I told you that the band from Showtime Pizza, 
slash Chuck E. Cheese, the Rock of Fire Explosion has performed the Hookhausen theme via an account on TikTok with a guy who has assembled the Rock of Fire Explosion and has them performing different, you know, you can program those robots to play anything. So uh, there is a video of them playing the Hookhausen theme, and that is, uh, we will link to that in the show notes so you can see the video. The audio is, it's not like, hey, everybody, it's just the audio playing through the robots, but it's worth seeing. So that is what I'm putting over. Julian, you said your name at the beginning of this segment. That means you must put something over. Uh, I'm going to put over on the first hand, uh, uh, Mayor Kane. It, it's guys, if you live in that uh, that uh, part of Tennessee, just please vote that man out of office. It was cute at first, and it was like, oh, he's a wrestler cute. now. He's a mayor, but he's that man is so is so dumb. He's like a uniquely stupid individual who should not be holding public office. So I, I really liked a lot of the uh, the indignation from his fellow wrestlers of his era, including one Mr. X Pac and one uh, Mr. Mick Foley, uh, basically saying that those words were like seeing him tweet that kind of stuff about. Uh, about why guns are the most important right in the country uh, were really breaking their heart. I also want to just see somebody like, I don't, I get that. Like it makes you sad that your old friend who you used to work with a lot is a moron, but I want to see somebody actually just straight up call him an idiot. You don't need to be nice to these people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second, in, in better news. It was a great show now on uh, Disney plus Ms. Marvel. It's uh, it's streaming now. I've uh, I've been waiting for this for a while. I've been a fan of it ever since uh, I, I got to be a little humble brag here. I got to uh, be sort of internet friends with G Willow Wilson, who created the character, and I think she did a great job. And I, from all reports, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Now that I'll once I'm done with work to uh, uh, to enjoy it with all of you. But the thing that makes it swing around and be wrestling related is that um, Mustafa Ali. Uh, reshared a great fan art from a few years ago when uh, Ms. Marvel first, had first gotten started and when he was first kind of getting a chance to be on TV a bunch. It's a little cute. I'm going to hold it up to the screen now. It's a little cute picture of uh, a fan art of Khan hanging out with Mustafa backstage at a WWE show. The artist on Instagram is Artsy Hobbit. Her real name is Nadia Fatsela Ramlan. So you guys can go check that out and ch- go to his account page on Instagram and you'll see it there too. Nice little crossover right there to him, as Mustafa says, that representation and impact that has means the world, referring to the show. Well, there you go. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk along with me, Hal Lublin. I don't want to plug myself. What I want to do is encourage you to watch the new Kids in the Hall series on Amazon Prime Video. The drop average sketch in episode two. For those of you who are students of sketch comedy or interested in getting into sketch comedy, study that because it is... It is a masterclass in how to write and perform a piece of sketch that turns about 8 million times and is great throughout. Lindsay? I just want to put over being nice. (laughs) Don't be a dick. I can't, I just, I'm having a really hard time with the world at the moment, just, and its behavior. Um, And this is my safe space. This is my happy spot. I've got so many wrestling terms and people muted and blocked on Twitter. I finally seem to have weaned it down to the good folks. So thanks to everyone. And yeah, let's just go and vote Kane out and all the things that we can do. uh, Because the stuff we can do. We just voted in LA. We did a whole bunch of voting. 
So let's remember that we got to do more of that. I know it's frustrating. Everything's frustrating. Watch Kids in the Hall and vote all the time. Every day. Vote on something. There's always something to vote on online, isn't there? Get into the habit. Vote every day. Vote on something. Practice. Our producer is We The Puns, Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members who keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. Put us on your back, please. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. It was, I mean, the character work between the two of them is like better than any of the acting on Obi-Wan. So I... Oh, come on, I love Obi-Wan. Oh, how? (laughs) I love that you love it. It's so much better than Book of Boba Fett, which is one of the worst things. Well, everything's better than Book of Boba Fett. Except for those two Mandalorian episodes they snuck in. (laughs) Book of Fett. Oh, man. Yeah, the book of it. I the kid is fine. I actually think the kid's one of the better performers. <laughs> I do um, think the dumbest thing about that show. I, I and I do genuine generally like it. Um, I think most of it is I like it a lot more than I dislike it. Obi Wan or the dumbest or Boba thing Fett? that I saw was what was that? You're talking about Obi Wan or Boba Fett? Yeah, Obi Wan. Um, the dumbest really thing that I saw um, was the first episode when like nobody when like Leia must be the most slippery child in the in the entire fucking galaxy. They sent the real ace yeah. people to go after her, didn't they? Like, <laughs> it's like the it was like turned into Xeno Warrior Princess and it was like the cheapest production of all time. It's just like the big woman like, no, Molary and Curly, I need you to go bring me Princess Leia. I was waiting for her to do the thing where it's like somebody's like, I gotcha, and then she just dove right between their legs to like get away from them. Yeah. No. Like, Wee! To, to camera. Like, directly down <laughs> into camera. Like, ah! It would have been great. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.